Hey everybody, welcome to the 200th episode of Hobby Addicts. It's kind of a milestone, sort of. And I'm your host Mitsugi, of course, and I'm joined by the very passionate crew. They are very enthusiastic about the things that they love, and they're here to share them with you. We have Mandy. Mandy, how are you? Hello. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. This week was r- rough week, but I'm oh, making no. it through. <laughs> and we also have Mason. Hello there. 200 is a big accomplishment. What are you talking about? Don't downplay it. I'm excited. Listen, I'm not downplaying it. And today we're we are going to be talking about the Final Fantasy VII demo that came out. And I'm going to start with an anecdote. I'm going to start with an anecdote because I recall when I was in high school. I was a, I was I'm going to date myself. You know, I was in high school. We'll just call it the late the early 2000s. We'll call it 2002, 2003. And back then, people were already rumoring about this Final Fantasy VII game that could be remade for like PS2 or PS3. I don't even... Whatever. And as long as I can recall, people have been... There's been rumors online. They'd come and go. Square didn't do us any favors by putting out a tech demo for, for, for PlayStation 3, which reignited the rumors that there would be a remake of Final Fantasy VII. And I have been waiting for this game for probably around 15 years to come out. Final Fantasy VII was one of the first RPGs I ever played. I think my first RPG ever was Legend of Dragoon on PS1. It's a pretty solid game. I went from that straight to, like, I think Final Fantasy IX maybe, and then backpedaled into Final Fantasy VII and VIII. And Final Fantasy VII was a pivotal game for me in my life And I've been waiting for this game for 15 years, and it's finally happening, and there's a demo, so now we know it's happening, and oh my god, I'm so excited. How are you guys feeling? Doing all right. Uh, Yeah, like, I was basically the same. I think I was about 12 when I first played 90, or 99, it came out in 1997, so I think I was about 12, (laughs) but when I first played Final Fantasy VII, and, um... I remember that I we my family went to this um, campground, which is not like outside camping. It's like they have a trailer there. And it's where my dad goes hunting. They still own it. And I just went with them. And then we went to a local Walmart and I was just walking through video game section and I didn't know anything about Final Fantasy. I just saw seven up on a shelf and I looked at it. My mom was looking for something to keep me busy because I was going to be bored out in this trailer. So she got me Final Fantasy VII. I sat down and I played it. And that's all I did for I don't know how long. I beat that game and I 100%ed everything in it. And except for Emerald Weapon, which was the one under the water because I sold the materia to get water breathing and I could never finish it because I couldn't breathe underwater. I would always run out of time. And that was the only thing in that entire game that I did not do. How many times did you try it, though? (laughs) A billion. A billion. (laughs) billion. One million dollars. Because I got the Night of the Round... um, summon and then red i had that what was it it was like copycat or something on there where he would copy 
or mimic or something the last ability right. that was used. And so I just keep using round the t- round or Knights of the Round over and over and over and over and over and I still couldn't beat it because I always ran out of time and drowned. <laughs> that summon needs to take a little less time. As I recall, that thing was long. Yes. Yeah, it was long as hell. But each attack did like I don't even remember, it was like nine 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 damage. Of course, yeah. And so how much fucking health does Emerald Weapon have? Let's look it up. <laughs> Let's look it up. A lot. Um, and, and 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 if I'm not mistaken, the that Knights of the Round summon does that ever show up again anywhere in Final Fantasy? Because I, I no, I've no. played them all, I think, and I don't recall it ever coming back. Let's see if it comes out in the remake. That'd be mm, interesting. It has to. I Emer- mean, with its gorgeous graphics, can you imagine that long ass summon? Listen, <laughs> it's I'm gonna be a spectacle. I'm surprised now. Now I'm looking at the stats on Emerald Weapon, and it's not that daunting. So I'm kind of surprised you didn't kill him because he only has a million health. But you know, that's, it's possible that it wouldn't let me. Well, actually, I don't think it only did like nine thousand damage each hit. I think I think the cap is nine. It. I think the cap in seven is nine 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 nine. So yeah, it, it probably so, did like 100,000 a hundred thousand a round. Yes. And it's there's also maybe the possibility that you could not beat it without the water breathing. So maybe like if I don't know, maybe there is some kind of block in place. I don't I don't remember it from that time. But it's possible that you no know, if you didn't have water breathing, maybe it would just kill you regardless. It looks like oh. uh, yeah, I'm looking at a clip right here. It looks like the Knights of the Round summon takes it takes about 2 minutes to summon it, I think. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, because like that was such a long summon. Because like the sky has to open up and all this shit happens. Yeah, it's all the night, each and every night has their own animation and like little scene before they hit the enemy. Yeah, and they, or they like yeah. fly in and then smack it and all kinds of different shit. Oh happens. no, it's 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 about it's actually closer to a minute, but regardless, yeah. Mm. Mason, what are your what is your uh, history Mason, with do you with have series? history with this do you have history with Final i Fantasy do VII? i do it's a little bit different than yours so i didn't play final fantasy as a kid but i did play kingdom hearts a bunch okay so i was aware of most of the characters because a lot of the ones in seven are big components of kingdom hearts so i knew all the characters and where they were from but it didn't really know the core game or their storylines. Eventually, I would go back and I played Final Fantasy VII. Um, I played, I don't remember, four hours maybe, uh, past the uh, moments where Cloud decides to put on some different garments. Uh, that's not <laughs> the most non-spoilery way I can say that. But uh, I just I, I couldn't get into the combat and just felt no desire to proceed with it any further. So I'm just like, I know they're general stories. I know they're from Kingdom Hearts. Um, I was going to ask, did you guys watch any of the like Advent Children or Last Order, like the company films? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've done everything with this series, including the game where you play as... Um, as uh, like Dirge of Cerberus, it was. Yeah, you yeah. You play as... Vi- Vincent? No, what's his name? The vampire? Shit, I can't remember his name now. I think it's Vincent. Vincent Valentine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a name. I, <laughs> what a name. I um I have pl- I have seen Advent Children, but it was way back in college when that came out, so I don't remember I, I remember almost nothing about it. But Vincent is a badass. 
But yeah, so from my perspective, you know, kind of segueing into the remake itself proper, I was like, ah, it's maybe a chance for me to finally experience this legendary series. Of course, I've been spoiled to some of the big moments, but, you know, if it's a very different gameplay loop and style of fighting, it might be enough to hold my interest. And that's kind of where I went into it sure. uh, with low expectations of never really being a Final Fantasy fan. And that's what I approached it with. Okay. Well, now that we've all laid the foundation, the demo came out. It's not a very not a very lengthy demo. It's not a very big demo. No. It's like an it hour long. Like, oh, I think I played it like 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah, I think it, yeah. And what it depends, I guess it depends on how much looking around. I, I didn't even finish the demo because I chose intentionally to not fight the scorpion boss at the end. I didn't want to fight him. Oh, really? I, I, okay. I, I didn't want to spoil the scorpion. I, I, was more into, I was more into it to just get a feel for what the game was going to be like. So, let, so let's paint the scene here. It starts out with a very gorgeous looking cutscene. Very oh faithful, gosh, yeah. very faithful to the original. It's got it kind of pans down into the streets of, of Midgar and it's got Eris or Aerith, or, or however, however you want to refer to her. I'm just going to call her Aerith, because that was what she was called mm-hmm. when, when I was playing the original game. And um, <clears throat> she's like looking in the store window. And, and we, we saw most of this in, in basically the, the tech demo, sort of. It looks better now than it did then. But, you know, she she's walking, and she gets bumped into, and she drops a bunch of flowers. And she's she's just gorgeous. Like, Aerith is just a knockout gorgeous, like ultimate waifu, pure, beautiful, nice. <laughs> I don't know. Every nice adjective you can give. And, um, you know, people were like walking on her flowers and it's very symbolic of the game because the game is very like nature themed and these people are like stepping all over nature and they don't give a damn. And, you know, she picks up the flowers anyway, even though they're trampled on and it's just like the original, it goes back up into the sky. You get the credit, you get this, the title, the epic music, it pans down into the train that's pulling into the Mako reactor and, and it's kind of what you expect, you know, they... It's a little more f- flashy, I think, than just dis- than disembarking the train as it was in the original. You know, because <laughs> you remember when Cloud like somersaults off the, off the top of the train mm-hmm. in the original. Oh yeah, just like whoop, just like somersaults Com- off of it, complete so with slide whistle yeah. <laughs> sound effects. And there I, it I is. mean, the demo there is very much a one to one of the original game. It is. And, maybe, and that's probably a good sign because I don't think anybody wanted them to change much about the game. Um, I, I I think they're going to add to it quite a bit, but yeah. yep, yep, <clears throat> definitely. Because there's this. I think what the creator said. Oh, like the first game is going to contain. It's going to be three games. The first game is just going to be Midgar, and I'm thinking, well, gee, in the first Final Fantasy VII, Midgar took like what 20 hours tops. So like you can't exactly put out a full price RPG that that you can beat in like you know eighteen to twenty hours. It's not very long. So I'm guessing they're gonna pack it full of extra stuff. I think they're putting in stuff from the other Final Fantasy VII spinoff games in there. I think they're trying to combine the entire story as one because after Final Fantasy VII came out the first time, they added so much more to the story afterwards. So I think all of those characters are gonna be now in this game, from what I have gathered that's believable yeah well i think one thing about final fantasy that has always been their strong point that didn't impress me about this remake is the cutscenes have always looked phenomenal 
like my memories of Final Fantasy games are watching cutscenes that look gorgeous and epic and beautiful and then the game starts and you're like oh come on now that wasn't even close to how it looks on the on the moment to moment but this game the cutscenes actually or i should say the main game actually looks as good as the cutscenes like it holds that graphical fidelity and it's so pretty a playstation game you're gonna expect the game to be able to be playstation to render it i'm just saying the pre-recorded movie scene come on mason i'm not i'm just saying that's always been they've always been good at the cutscenes. like this cutscene being good at the beginning didn't really surprise me it was like up to standard well i mean as far as i can remember in my opinion final fantasy um hangs its hat on a lot of things but one of those things is that they always seem to be a little that they're always a step ahead of other games graphically it seems like there's always like mm. something mind blowing. Like I remember when Final Fantasy 13 came out, everybody everybody was kind of mixed on the story and on the battle system, but the music and the and the and the and the graphics were just like eyeball shattering for them for that moment. Of course, then other games quickly passed them up. But I remember a lot of people felt that way about 10 as well when that first came yeah. out. So I mean, I don't know. I I didn't. I I thought this game looked good. Is I don't even remember there being really any cutscenes in the in the demo. Oh my gosh, that whole like that whole beginning cutscene of just Eris, like you were just mentioning, is so gorgeous. The quality of the textures is phenomenal to the point where it looks real. I mean, that was a, <laughs> that was about crazy. it. Crazy. That was about it, though, right? I, I I didn't play the end of the demo, so I'm not sure if there's a cutscene at the end. But there is at the end. Yeah. But. Um, well, it, I mean, you get a few in between of Cloud and Barrett and the rest of the gang talking to each other, but they're not like fully rendered cutscenes. They're in engine. Gotcha. But, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, I saw, I watched like a little bit of a little bit of the of like a review of it, and they said it's they said the game runs at like, and I don't know if this is even I don't pay attention to graphics much, but they said the game runs at like twenty six sixty by like whatever the other whatever the other dimension would be to fit that size but i was like 2660 <laughs> like that's that's fucking big like that's a lot of pixels and and with the frame rate being solid i don't know it just it looks great i thought it looked great um i don't imagine i don't imagine anybody's going to be able to complain much about how this game looks so so that's the first point i guess mhm um let's see so the characters how did you guys feel about barrett because i feel like there's a lot of conversation at least with with my friends about barrett because he's very over the top and he's over the top in the original but oh, yeah he is but he's but now but now he has a voice now he has a voice and like he, he and he looks he's not just a bunch of like glued together little squares on the screen so mm-hmm. and he's all like uh, he 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 looks and sounds exactly like Mr. T. I don't know how else to put it. I, I mean, think he, he just was. Does. I think he, the original was modeled after Mr. T, from what I've heard from people. It ha- I mean, <laughs> it's like he was like everyone in the original said, "Oh, that's Mr. T." <laughs> yeah, he's like. Uh, now that we get a voice and like somewhat of emotion on the face and like just the way he carries himself, it's a little too much now. It's still too much with. Everything I play in the voice acting is a little excessive, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, you know he's not very kind of Cloud at first, and he wasn't before. But he's you know he doesn't even call him Cloud. He calls him Merc. He's like Merc. Like he doesn't even want to call him the mercenary. He's just a Merc. 
and <laughs> he kind of gets in his face a few times, and he's all, he's all, can't you feel the planet crying out in pain? They're sucking up Mako all day and night. You know, <laughs> he's just very like over the top. Jesse wants to bang Cloud so bad. I saw some memes yeah. about that online. She is all about the Cloud. <laughs> Cloud is just as edgelord as he was in the original. He's just like, I don't, I don't care about any of this. I'm just here for the money. I'm just here for the money. <laughs> Do you want to hear the best thing I found out about Jesse? What's that? So, so for those who haven't played it, all two of you maybe. Um, yeah, she's like constantly dropping hints or whatever on how much she likes the Cloud and like asking about his personal relationship with Tifa and all that stuff. But there's a moment in the game where you have to run through uh, a section where there are lasers that intermittently like pop in and out and you just need to time like going through the hallway where there isn't the laser so you don't get hit but and every time you do get hit by a laser she'll make some like comment on like hey you doing all right remember to time the lasers and then she starts like laughing the worse and worse you are at it and after like the 10th time she just asks um do you have a fetish for this and it's very funny. Because <laughs> if you do, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, he's, she's like, because I, I can make this happen. I can work with this. <laughs> I don't think I got hit that many. I, I did suck at that section badly. I think I got hit like three or four times, but yeah. It was the second time you go through the lasers. I got hit once because I was expecting it to be the same as the floor above, but I didn't realize that they flickered like five times in a row. So after I got hit the first time, I was like, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It's it is a one to one carbon copy. I I I just can't I can't help but feel like it didn't quite it didn't for me it didn't quite capture the magic of the original. And I know it's not really fair, hmm. um, because the original just has like this. They're never gonna match it. You know, it has this allure to it that is for better for, for a black for a better word like godlike amongst gamers. Like it's just not gonna be for me. For me, one of the most iconic scenes in any RPG that I've played is right after the Mako reactor. When you when you're when you escape by where you where you escape by hopping down onto the train and you're sitting on in like the train amongst like the random people from the city, and the guards are like walking through the train and like the power goes out, you know you know what I'm talking about that section right after the maker mm-hmm. reactor. I yep. love that section of the game. That the atmosphere of that is for me at least is unbelievable. They'll never match it. I hope that scene is in this game. I assume it will be. Um, I. I I value their efforts to make it a one-to-one carbon copy. I I don't think they're gonna they're not gonna probably match up to the sort of magic that the original captured because it's just not fair to even ask them to try. But um, I hope that all those scenes from the original are still in this one. I hope it continues to be a one-to-one carbon copy. It'll break my heart if they don't have like that train scene. If they don't have the scene with like Tifa um, and Cloud on top of the on top of the well or whatever. Or the water tower. If they don't have the scene in like the avalanche sort of uh, base where Barrett loses his shit and is punching people into walls and stuff, like they need to have all those scenes. I, of course they I, will. Of course they will. It. If anything, yeah. they're going to add stuff. So um, before I want to go back and talk about like the gameplay itself, I want to ask you guys at the very end of the game, uh, the game gives you an option to like set a timer for how much time before the bomb explodes <laughs> and you have to get out of there and it gives you the option between setting it for 20 minutes or 30 minutes what did oh, you guys choose i said 30 i was like fuck i already know what's gonna happen so. <laughs> i was like why would i choose 20 that's because you get dumb. bonus content at the end oh do you 
Uh, I I found that out after because I chose oh. 20 because, of course, <laughs> why would you not? I chose 30 because smart me knows that I got so much time to get out of here. <laughs> I didn't even get to the point where you pick, so I didn't choose. But oh. I, I literally I stopped the demo when you get to the point where you were like the camera pans down at like the, the really like archaic looking reactor core with like the strange like pirate ship wheel almost. And they're like, that's the reactor core. And I was like, well, I know as soon as I jump down there, the scorpion boss is going to attack me. So I'm just going to stop now. That was kind of like where I stopped. So so if you chose 20, does Jesse die? Oh, no. Are you lying to me? <laughs> no, uh, she didn't die in my oh, okay, game. Okay, okay. Jesse I was wondering <laughs> Jesse because you got to she die? In, her. She doesn't die in the Mako reactor, does she? I don't recall that. Um, in the original, if you didn't go back and save her, she does. Oh. If I believe, I believe if I if I remember correctly, because I remember like you could choose not to go back and help her, like wow. get up. Well, I'm gonna go back and save her because she's a cutie. If I remember correctly, not in this one. This one you had to. Like it just happens as part yeah, of the cutscene. Think of me as an option to uh, abandon her. Yeah. <laughs> But if I, I would remember have taken correctly, it instantly. because it has been a very long time since I've played it, since like PlayStation era, I believe if I remember correctly, like you could just walk right past her. Yeah, that's just sad, the though. cloud saunter. That's cl- cold. Yeah. That's a cold ass move right there. Sorry. Yo, sorry. Yeah. Time to die. I could save you easily, but you know what? Screw it. Your competition for Tifa. So whatever. So. Um, so the, and Eris. And Eris. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> You guys were talking about how good the first cinematic was. I don't know how her braids stayed together. She has braids, oh my God. but they're not tied together. They're not like Mason. scrunched up in any way. How are they braided? Because she's did magical. They stay entwined. She's Eris. She's perfect. <laughs> I don't know. What Unrealistic. Else to say. Zero out of ten. I couldn't not get invested into the storyline because her hair physics were <laughs> too much. I mean, how does Cloud lift Cloud? Literally. Look, I'm more muscular than he is, I, I, and I'm not, and that's not saying a whole lot. If you look at if you look at the cutscenes, like he he looks like he he looks like he benches about 120 and can bicep curl like probably maybe a 30 pounder. There's no way he can lift that fucking sword. So I mean, if you want to be if you want to if you want to go down that road, actually, actually there was a video you guys probably saw it of some like unbelievably jacked guy trying to swing a, a remake like a a model remake of like the Buster Sword and he couldn't do it. Do you, have you guys seen that video? Mm-mm. Well, there's a video I've online. seen similar videos like it. I don't know if I've seen the exact one you're talking about. Yeah, there's a video online of some guy who's about as big as The Rock tr- trying to swing a a like a a, a real life creation of the Cloud Sword, and he could barely lift the thing because it's. Think about it. You're holding a handle. The torque is terrible there. Like, yeah, it's anyway. Um, how do you guys feel about the battle system? Because I think the battle system is where people are are afraid of this game. That's where I was afraid of it. I half really enjoyed it, half had one really big issue with it. Okay, um, let's let's talk about the good stuff first. Let's be good. It's, uh, so I thought, even though it was, you know, I, I so there's different settings you can choose. I chose normal, the, their newest thing made for this game where it's kind of, you know, live action fighting, okay. and I really enjoyed it. It was... Yes, you're holding your square button to attack and stuff, but essentially because of the ability to pause and issue commands, I was playing it like it was 
an RPG turn-based kind of game. Like, I wasn't just spamming away. Like, I felt like I was actively having to think in every battle, like, who do I want doing what? How do I want them attacking? Because all your, like, allies don't really act on their own that well. Like, they will save up their powers, but just not use them. It wasn't like the Gambit system in later games where you can kind of just say, I want this guy to always heal or always attack range or always attack the enemy I'm attacking. Like, you kind of had to constantly be jumping over to Barrett, and I'm assuming your other allies later on to say, hey, do this, issue command. So you're, even though you're controlling it live action, you're always very aware of everything that's going on. And I thought that was very engaging. Well, we're going to have a tricky conversation here because we're all, we, 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 we play different uh, gameplay styles. Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting then. Yeah. Mandy, what did you, um, what did you select? There, because there's classic mode as well. I just chose normal, whatever the normal one was. Okay. I just, I didn't play easy or hard and I didn't play classic. I play, I played it, uh, the action RPG style. And well, I think it was just classic, easy or normal. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know if there was like another special zone, like mode that I didn't know. There of, might but be, just, you know, in a later release, but for the demo. Yeah, you played. Gotcha. Yeah, normal. I just played normal, just whatever the default was when I when I started it. And because um, I wanted to get through it, I just played it before we started recording like a couple hours ago because I just haven't had any time all week. So I was like, I, I need to get through this as fast as possible <laughs> so I could talk about it. And uh, yeah, I actually I had a lot of fun with it. I felt it felt very engaging for me. Um, I I'm not even though I have a long history with RPGs, Japanese RPGs, I'm not a big fan of cop- of turn-based combat at all. <laughs> like I it gets repetitive and too easy for me after a while cuz I'm like I'm just choosing the same attacks over and over and over. Like every round feels the same. So I like action RPGs and I like that it also has a little bit of that uh turn-based style in it where I'm like I get to pause and choose a spell. It reminds me kind of like Dragon Age in a way. The newer one, not like um, Dragon Age 3 kind of style where I'm attacking, 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 and then I can pause the battle and choose like what I want to do is like my as far as using like magic or spells and then yeah. um, or abilities and stuff. I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, and it was tricky sometimes going back and forth between Cloud and Barrett. I wish that I could somehow have like program how my AI works so that I'm do- I don't have to babysit them all the time. I like switching back and forth between them, but I kind of wish that there was some way where I'm like, I just use the- your lightning spell, please. <laughs> like, I'm not- I don't want them to be like, s- like, so smart that I never have to touch them, but I just want to be able to have some control over those AI when I'm not in control of them. That makes sense. Like Dragon Age has like uh, the ability to co- fully customize the AI of all your party members. Like, you you can still switch to switch to them, but whoever you're not currently on, you can set up rules where it's like if your health goes below this, use a potion. If you uh, this happens and this happens. If there's an enemy within this so many feet of you, you use this ability that will stun them. Stuff like that. And I kind of wish there was something like that in here. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I was referring to with the Gambit system from 12. Mm-hmm. And Kingdom Hearts has that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish there was something like that here. 
So Summits, I, what did you play? Well, I played it on classic mode because I was hoping that would be turn-based. <laughs> I was pretty naive. Um, it's not turn-based. It does sound... I'm going to need to go play the normal mode because what man, like what Mandy just described, it, it, it feels like... I mean, I'm having trouble really telling how it's different through our conversation, so I'm going to need to go back and play normal mode myself. But classic mode... I mean, you start off controlling Cloud. He has... <clears throat> he has... Um, you know, you can hit square or whatever to slash an enemy. You can you can hold you can press and hold square to do like a vertical, a horizontal slash to hit more than one enemy. He has a secondary uh, attack mode called like Punisher or whatever, where he attacks with more power, but he's a little slower. So there's that. And then as Ma- as Mandy said, if you if you want to like use a, a, like an item or a or an ability, the game kind of like freezes time, and you can. Take your take your sweet time choosing what you want to use, so you can be like, oh, I want to use, you know, whatever bust like bur- burst or whatever the hell his his attacks are, and then he'll do them. So it doesn't it doesn't feel that much different. So I'm gonna have to go back and, and try the normal mode and just see how the different what the difference is. I liked I liked being able to see like what I was afraid of was that it would be a game where I was controlling Cloud and everybody else would just do whatever they wanted, like they just run around and do whatever, and. That's one reason why I don't care for some of the other games. Like I think like the Tales series, I think it has like very limited control over all your characters, and I'm not a fan of that. This one, they will act on their own, but if you want to switch over to Barrett, you just push the D-pad like up or whatever, and you'll switch right over to Barrett, and you can, because this game is going to be heavily focused on um, knocking enemies off balance and staggering them. You can, because there's like a you can you can hit an enemy a certain way, then kind of knock them off balance, and then when the when a bar gets like uh, full enough or whatever, you can stagger them, and then at that point they they're, they're going to take more damage from you know whatever you use, and it's like it's almost like you can I feel like you can almost combo off of yourself by like you can control Barrett, hit him with hit them with like a big with like a big burst from Barrett, switch immediately over to Cloud, and then attack with whatever next would create a combo. Like I like that about it. I think I think that's probably going to come into play. A little more. I think they're, you know, they describe Barrett as, oh, there are enemies that you can now hit enemies that are high up in the air that other characters wouldn't be able to attack. And I'm thinking, well, okay, they're trying to like make the game, the combat a little more dynamic. Whereas every enemy, end of story was was attackable by by a guy with a sword, no matter if whether they were flying or not from the original game. Now it's like mm. there may be enemies where only certain characters can get to them, and yeah, you may find yourself requiring to have Barrett or. Uh, who else, like uh, Vincent? I guess uses a gun. Vincent or whatever. And I think Yuffie threw stuff, didn't she? she? She. I mean, she was a ninja. I'm guessing. I. She, I she'll probably have that. something like that. I didn't play with Yuffie much, but I'm guessing she probably throws like Shuriken or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I enjoyed the ability to switch back and forth pretty easily. I don't recall mm-hmm. ever using a limit break, and that might have just been because they might have introduced that during the boss fight. I'm guessing. I never used a limit break. I never used any materia. I never used any summons. And so I think there's a whole hell of a lot into this battle system that isn't in the demo. I, yeah, I th- I'm sure they're holding stuff back. Yeah, I think that this I think that we experienced just the top the tip top of the of like the mountain for the of the battle system. and I think there's a whole lot of meat in there that we haven't seen. I know there's gonna be all kinds of ability materials and magic and summons and you know, just all this shit, and it's gonna, and junctioning your material to weapons, and customizing, and, and there's gonna be a lot of stuff, 
And I think they just wanted to kind of get the feeling out there for people who, uh, who you know, just couldn't wait. Of course, the demo is to draw, drum up interest about the game as if they needed it. This is going to be a, this game's going to make a ton of money. But, um, I mean, I'll, I'll save some of my complaints for a little bit later, but I guess just go, going off that, did this compel you to get the game, not get the game? Did it change your opinion where you're going to get it anyway? I was going to get it anyways. <laughs> I bought before I started this and after. I bought this game eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess, had less than 0% interest in the remake before the demo. And I would say that if it wasn't for this weird, obtuse, multi part structure of releasing it, it probably would have compelled me to get it. I think just not knowing the time frame of when games come out, how long it will take, how segmented it will be, the total cost of investment and everything, I was pleasantly surprised enough to be like, you know what, I, I'd definitely pick up this game down the road, but with the release structure as it is, uh, not a chance still. Oh, okay. See, for me, see, my thought is that, like, it's hard to, comp- for me at least, it's hard to complain about video games as an expense because people will go out, like, a lot, I know, I know this doesn't apply perhaps to any of us, but people will go out and they'll just go drinking and they'll spend, like, $120 on drinks in one night. And I'm like, okay, that's your entertainment and that's fine if you want to do that. But, like, a video game like this, you'll buy it for 60 bucks and you'll play it for, you know, a hundred hours, like the 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 return of time, the the entertainment return for your for your money on, on video games, is probably cheaper than anything else. I mean, bowling, a game of bowling is like twelve bucks, takes like an hour, you know. And um, like I would say, even like shooting billiards would cost more than a video game. So I I just don't think about it like that. Like I really don't care if they come out with three games. I bought all the Final Fantasy thirteen games, even though they were bad, and especially the third one was really bad. Um, still, still got that, you know, and for me, it's like video games, sitting at home and playing video games is cheaper than anything else I could possibly do. So it's not the only game that has come out in parts. There are a lot of games that do come out in parts like that. And I kind of like it because now they can pack, they can expand on the story. Like there is no possible way they're going to fit that entire story with that, with these graphics onto one disc. (laughs) That is not going to (laughs) happen. I guess here's my two thoughts. One, that's why when I go bowling, I always make sure to never get a strike. So I get more times to roll the ball, get my money's worth. (laughs) But more importantly, here's, I could see this, you know, part one comes out. And it's a ton of fun, and I play it, and I get all these allies, and I get all these powers, and I get invested, and I kind of figure out my plan of attack. And I think there's going to be a lot of systems at play with comboing off people and learning all the intricacies. And then you're going to get to the end of the game, and you're going to wait a year at Square Enix, maybe two years, part two comes out. You think I'm going to be able to pick up right where I left off with remembering all those systems at play? I can't even go like two months without forgetting everything what happened in a Pokemon game that's going to be way less complex so I guess I don't see any purpose of buying part one now without knowing what the future is and if it is really good I'll just wait because it's not like I'm going to be behind the times of 
people talking about it and say it goes really long and all of a sudden the ps5 is out and now are they going to split the releases are they going to there's just too much uncertainty that i feel no strong desire to get it but i am interested down the road because like i said the demo did sell me on the potential based on what they did with final fantasy 15 i would say it's a pretty safe bet that between between the first and second installment they're probably gonna have a lot of dlc to bridge the gap like you'll probably play it and then every like two months after that they'll come out with another dlc for like you know five or ten bucks and so if you're a person that doesn't want to be disconnected from the game for too long you know and you don't mind spending the five or ten bucks for another you know five or ten hours or whatever they're probably gonna i I mean what there's like what seven side stories for final fantasy 15 yeah i I, I mean there's a ton i i i Personally, I'm still not loving Final Fantasy 15. Probably won't be getting those. But if they, but if I'm love, but if I like Final Fantasy 7's remake, and I'm guessing I will, I'll probably buy the DLC so, so I can keep up with it. They had Final Fantasy 15 a crossover with Assassin's Creed too. There's like oh, a whole right. Assassin's Creed D- DLC to it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> so, did you guys have any big gripes about the demo? Because I just have two of them that wrestle my berries. Um, I mean, I wanted the game to be turn-based because I'm an old man, you know, and I just wanted it to be like that. I, I wanted them to give the option, but I guess based on how the game is structured, it would probably would have been awfully hard for them to have both the both the systems functioning at the same time in the same game. So that's probably not realistic, realistic necessarily. But um, I, honestly, my honest thought was, I was terrified of this game. I was like, okay. They're just cash grabbing, you know. They know they're gonna. They know they know this game's gonna sell twelve million copies. They're gonna make a shitload of money. It's probably gonna net like two hundred million dollars for Square at least. And I just said ten million, and then I said two hundred million. So that's that's way short. <laughs> the game's gonna make a billion dollars for Square. It will. Um, and I'm like, you know what? And 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 my thought was, it's gonna make a billion dollars whether it sucks or not. Because people will buy it, just like Final Fantasy Thirteen was a honestly the trilogy of Final Fantasy Thirteen was a shit show, and it sold eleven million units. Um, and uh, so I was terrified of it, you know, because I love this game. And my honest thought was that this demo makes the game makes my thoughts are my thoughts are now that the game is about as good as I possibly could have hoped it to be. I think this game is going to be way better than my expectations. So I yeah, same. I honestly don't. Oh, have, nice. I honestly don't have. I don't have any gripes about it. I just think I can't really use turn-based as a gripe. You know, we've modernized to a place where people don't want to play turn-based games anymore, and Square knows that, and so I can't really expect them to do that, especially when they probably are going to spend like 100 million bucks making this game. And so, no, I don't really have any complaints. I think I think it's people can rest easy if you're a fan of Final Fantasy VII. It's not going to ruin your childhood. Mandy, Mason? Um... Well, my two gripes for one, you can't use items when you're checking your inventory. That's ridiculous. If you want to see what you have, you have to open the start menu, check how many potions you have, but you can't use potions from that menu. You have to exit the entire menu, open up your command menu, a different menu, and use it there. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That is a little odd. That's unbelievably dumb. Um, And the second one is not really the game's fault. It's just going from the style of games I normally play, but there is a, a dodge in this game where yes. Cloud rolls, but he seems to take damage 
regardless. And essentially, just the way the game is structured, because it's like if it was turn-based, the enemy attacks you, you will take damage. That is an unavoidable part of the game, is nothing in your quality of play, whether you block, whether you dodge, you will take damage, and you will need to heal because of that. And I think just from my time playing Dark Souls and Neo and Sekiro and just games like that, where taking damage inherently meant that you made a mistake, that you messed up, and the whole point of the game is take as little damage as possible while you find your chance to hit. So just conceptually, just not being able to avoid damage and needing to use potions constantly just felt like, what am I doing wrong? How am I, why am I messing this up? And that's just how turn-based games work and how they've kind of carried that facet over. But it did irk me I dodged plenty of attacks. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there uh, were plenty of times where so okay at me, I dodged and did not get hit. So I don't... It's, it's not all the moves, though. Some attacks... I think well, just no, because if the range have a lock on you, yeah, you can't dodge that. It's shooting missiles at you. But as far as melee combat, like, there are plenty of times where I dodged out of someone's I'll attack I'll double range. check. Those dogs <laughs> had, like, a weird tracking on them where even with dodging. I mean, I guess I, I guess it just kind of depends on, on your thoughts on dodging. But it's to me, it's like if, if I'm fighting a guy with a gun or a sword or a dog and I roll... Half the time, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to avoid it anyway. If, if there's a guy standing ten, six feet in front of me with a machine gun and he's shooting at me, I'm sorry, rolling isn't gonna do shit. I expect to be hit no matter what. If if so, like, I know it's a game and it's like, oh, some people maybe you're thinking, oh, if I roll, if I dodge, I should be able to. I should not take damage no matter what. But that's just not how life would be. Like you're gonna get hit with a machine gun right next to you. No, I, and I'm saying I believe that's realistic. I'm just saying for some of the moves i feel like there was no like you just you had to accept getting hit in some manner i'm surprised and you even used the roll command because like they they started it they started us at level seven which is we would i was just wrecking enemies like one shotting them you know because i i don't think they're gonna st- i think the real game will start at level one or it ought to so mm. if, if if this if this game is as easy as the demo, it will be the easiest game ever. I mean, I literally just trashed everything. There'd be like seven guys with guns. I just run up to them and just mash the score button. They'd all die. Listen so like, to the guy no, playing on classic mode over here. I mean, I don't. I, from <laughs> what I heard, there's not any difference. I'm gonna have to go play normal mode. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know what my point was, but. Yeah, I'm surprised, I'm surprised you even normal. used roll. I don't think I really even dodged more than like once just to like see it happen. So anyway, I never used block, but I I rolled a lot. Yeah, blocking is see you have a you have a better shot of I think honestly you have a better shot of avoiding damage from a machine gun if you hold that massive sword in front of you than you do if you roll. I don't even. Oh, absolutely. Have- that's that's what I did. That's what I did. I'm not. I'm no dummy. I'm not going to be rolling around. I don't even know how, how Cloud can roll with a sword that big. I like how the game also gives you like three different buttons to sprint. <laughs> it says here, however close you or far you are from a foe has a risk reward element in terms of making sure it's susceptible to taking hits while also putting you in range to deliver damage. So if you're closer to them, you have a higher chance of getting hit no matter what. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. we'll see. And, and maybe it's just I could see how like it has to be perhaps a frame perfect dodge to like simulate um turn based, you know, just the chance of it working or not working. I'm not sure. 
That wasn't as bad as the uh, not being able to use items from your inventory. But you know what? I I enjoyed my hour with it, and I am definitely looking forward to the game's release in just over a month on April 10th. Since, so. I'm, since, since I'm always, like, financial-minded, because that's, like, my job, Final Fantasy XV sold, um, sold, sold about 9 million copies. Will this game sell more or less than 9 million copies? It'll sell more. What do you think, Mandy? More or less? Yeah, I'd say more. I think more as well. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. It has a shot of being, like, the top-selling Final Fantasy game of all time, I would say, uh, based on the hype. But I think they could have sold mm-hmm. more. I think it could have been bigger if they had done this a little sooner. Because I think there's a, there's a portion of the Final Fantasy VII fan base that just doesn't even play games anymore. Like, they're too old. That this game is this game's 23 years old, so... There are people that played Final Fantasy VII when they were like 20, and now they're like 45, and they have kids, and they just won't play it. So they probably could have made more money if they had if they had pulled the trigger on this like towards the front of PS3. Hmm. But you know, whatever. I'm sure they had their reasons for waiting. Okay, wow, well, that was a very targeted hobby addicts. We talked about <laughs> one yeah. thing. Thank God, because I didn't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I climbed a mountain, but like, uh, but like I said before, earlier today, I don't know that anybody really cares that I climbed a mountain, but I did climb it. I played a lot of Rune Factory. Oh, I bet you did. I did. I don't even know how many, know how many hours I have now, but it's probably something ridiculous. I'll talk about this in, after, in the after party, but I finally finished. After 15 years, I f- did it. I finished the Taguro Yusuke fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I have watched that dark tournament to the very end without finishing it probably three times now. And I finally saw how it ends. And it was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little Cell versus Gohan-esque, I would say. But uh, mm. it was all right. I'll talk about that later. All right, guys. Well, um, as always... I hope everybody, if you haven't played the demo, I mean, it's free, obviously. So, you know, mm-hmm. go download it. It takes 30 minutes to download it. It's like eight It's like eight gigabytes or whatever. And it's worth playing. I think people should play it. Even if you don't give a damn about Final Fantasy VII, you might want to play it because it was a pretty good demo. Just to, you know, just so you can see what the hubbub is about. And thanks for listening, guys. And we all appreciate that you contribute to the podcast. And it doesn't go unnoticed. And um, we're just here to entertain you. So I hope, I hope we did that. And we'll see you next time. And here's to the next 100 episodes of Hobby Addicts. See you guys next week. See ya. Bye.